You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of August 11, 2019. This is a blustery 128. At the seashore of the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And working on my suntan for summer, I'm Chris Powell. On this episode, every year when summer comes around, they stretch a banner across the main street in town. You can feel something happening in the air. Well, from Carol's house up on Telegraph Hill, you can see the lights going up out in the soldier's field. Guess what? AJ and I are getting ready for the county fair just like the boss. So step right up and grab your complimentary ticket. The ride's just starting. This, friends and neighbors, is the Bellingham Podcast. Ah, with windswept hairs and windswept microphones. How you doing, Chris? I am just loving life right now. We are on location. I know. We haven't done this in a few Finally in a busted few out of the studio. Yes, yes, yes. yes. AJ Barsay, where are we? Well, we are at the heart of our fair city. Uh, we're at Waypoint Park. That's right. On Granary Avenue and Laurel Street, for those of you playing Google Maps trying to stalk us, it's a beautiful area. We are, it's kind of like, as I was talking about uh, earlier, this is almost like uh, what they you know, the, the day before they open up the carnival yes. for all the rides. Yes. It's not quite the grand opening of this fine park establishment here, right here on the waterfront. Uh, ambient noise is courtesy of Bellingham Vehicles and Seagulls. Uh, but we are having uh, an outdoor recording on our, what, thousands of dollars worth of equipment? Uh, well, I mean, if you count the iPhones, yeah. Yeah, the iPhones and the Shure MV5 mics for those of you that want to be uh, starting your own podcast. Um, AJ, what is on your wrist? What is on my wrist? I watch, fam. <laughs> my SKX-031 uh, that's been upgraded to Sapphire and Ceramic. What's on your wrist, Chris? Well, uh, you know, funny you should ask about that. I got news for you. Uh, it's the same watch. <laughs> SKX-007 <laughs> modified by uh, yourself uh, that is just a different... Uh, strap, that's yeah, all, based yeah. on the clothing that I wear. It's either black or dark gray. Yep. So anyway, uh, first of all, got a little bit of listener feedback. Uh, had a had a chat with one of our uh, faithful listeners. This is a shout out to Tom. Hey, Tom. Uh, he made me aware of Live Watches, L-I-V. L-I-V. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a link to that in the show notes. For the love of Adrian Vandenberg, drink. Drink. Uh, although a little spendy, Tom uh, quoted. The designs are really cool. He relates to the orange and appreciates the classy portrayal of the color. Uh, Those live watches? Yeah. They are up on the somewhat spendy side, but you know what? I kind of like the style that they have. It's urban... Burly, yeah, yeah, you know, it's got it's got that urban burliness that you like, that urban tactical. Yes, I'm gonna call it more of a contemporary look. There it's you go, a little bit more avant-garde, if I could say. Uh, the seagull is also an approval of it as well. Yeah. I'm a fan of the Live GX1A in yeah. the stealth gray band. For those of you that want to bless me with something for Christmas, uh, they are Swiss-made, Swiss Salita caliber SW201 movement. Well, I'll speak to that in a second. There you go, and three-hand <laughs> automatic with date for uh, all all that on a sesame seed bun. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, live. I mean, there. It's interesting because like you, you either love them or hate them um, when it comes to their design because that design aesthetic can be very polarizing. Sure. I would not call them a classical looking watch yet. Uh, they're more modern. Okay. Um, but no, if you're if you're a fan of the the gray and if you want, to, yes, they're a little bit pricey. I would say they're actually in the more affordability line with regards to the spec. I mean, the SW two hundred is the same power that I or power plant that I put into my uh, watch that I built for my son. 
Uh, and I hate that keyless to this date still, but, um, but no, like if you, if you're a fan of that, uh, if that gray, the, the gray aesthetic, and if you like the orange accents, they have a lot of orange accents in their, their design. I would encourage you to take a look at maybe Oak and Oscar. Sup Chase? Because, uh, the, if you, if you kind of see live as a little bit too avant-garde for you, Oak and Oscar is a little bit more subdued. Uh, especially in here in the city of subdued excitement. And um, he, you know, it's an American brand. It's a young brand, but uh, definitely has a comparable spec, if not a little bit higher, in my opinion. So take a look at either one of those brands. So, Tom, thanks for the heads up on Live Watches. And thanks for also listening again uh, to the Bellingham Podcast. Hey, AJ, guess what? What's that? People can also listen to us on community-powered KMRE-FM. They're also community-powered and streaming at KMRE.org. And uh, Mondays at 6.30 and Thursdays at 6 p.m. You can hear this fine show over your terrestrial radio FM dial. <laughs> and over streaming. The dial? I think it's over your speakers. But yeah. Anyway. And there's also streaming worldwide at KMRE.org. I already said that part. You did? Yes. Okay, well, we'll say it again. They're also streaming at KMRE.org. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, hosting our show, guys. So, gosh golly, step right up, boys and girls. Step right up. What's coming down the pipe there, Chris? Uh, did you, well, first of all, did you catch my hook? Yes, I did. That's why I was doing No, whole... do you know the reference that I pulled it from? No, I never do because I'm not as hip in pop culture as you are. I'm <sighs> not a hipster me, like you I'll are. get you a bib. All okay. right, so that was... That hook that I had was yeah. lyrics from a studio outtake from Bruce Springsteen's County Fair. It was from the Born in the USA sessions, I ah. believe, because it was uh, from 1983, which uh, trivia right here was the first cassette I ever bought, Born in the USA by The Boss. It, you can find it on the essential Bruce Springsteen album hmm. on whatever platform you like to hear your audio music. Sup, Bruce? We're talking about the fair. The fair. Coming up, uh, so next week, by the time you are hearing this, coming up this week is the Linden Fair, also known as the Northwest Washington Fair from August 12th through the 17th. We got a link to the website in the show notes for the love of Joe Satriani. Drink. And uh, it's kind of a summertime tradition around here. A little bit of a little bit of an advertisement, just so you all are aware, if you haven't seen uh, who's playing by now, Monday is going to be the Demolition Derby on the Grandstand main stage, that big spot that everyone goes to. Uh, The Linden PRCA Rodeo will be Tuesday and Wednesday. Larry the Cable Guy, God help us, is going to be performing on Thursday. Mater! Uh, yes. Mater. Yes, indeed. And uh, country music star Mark Chestnut will be on Friday. And then, yes, I surrender to their mighty wings. Cheap Trick is going to be playing <laughs> oh. on Saturday. Yes, you get two references yeah, for the yeah, price yeah. of one. I feel you, Goose. I feel you. But here's the thing. Uh, heads up, military folk, active duty, retired, and veteran military personnel. Wednesday of the fair, you get complimentary gate admission Oorah. for all active duty, retired, and veteran military personnel and their accompanying spouse and children. Hello. And they're going to have a special evening flag ceremony to also give uh, props and much respect. About as much as you get from here at the Bellingham Podcast. So anyway, uh, you can watch a little bit of a rodeo and get in free for you, your spouse, and any particular kiddos you might have. But I got a question for you, AJ. I've got an answer for you, Chris. (laughs) I bet you do. Uh, As we're talking about fairs, county fairs, carnivals, et cetera, et cetera, what would be a memory of county fairs back in your days of Ute? 
Oh, my my county fairs are uh, the list is long but distinguished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our episode. Um, no, so uh, I spent a lot of time at the Kitsap County Fair growing okay. up. All right, and uh, yeah, I knew a lot of horsers and a lot of 4-Hers, and um, my my own father participated in in uh, various events in the fairs past. But you know, uh, you know, growing up as a kid around different fairs. Um, my my thing, which would always bring up some friendly competition with my peer group, would have to be the shooting gallery. The shooting gallery. Yeah. yeah. So like at our fair, we had a uh, we had a shooting gallery where it was it's it's not the uh, it's not the carnival game where you have to like put the the water gun in the the, the, the clown's, clown's mouth. Yeah. Hold that thought. I got a story I, about that. I figured that. you would. Yeah. And it's not the one where you shoot the star out. Those the, not not those gimmicks. But this was actually a legit shooting gallery where there would be ten targets that would you know the the animatronics would like pop up and you pull the trigger on like. Uh, Back in my day, it was kind of more along the lines of Duck Hunt and uh, Nintendo. Yes. So, you know, you had a, a light gun type of thing. Well, me and my buddy, uh, I'll actually name him out, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hi, Scott. Uh, we would always have a friendly competition of who would be the sharper shot. And I always won. I can imagine. So you're painting a picture for me that relates to Back to the Future 3. <laughs> in the When Marty goes back to the Old West and they have yes. a little town thing and he has the pistol and, and such and he gave the Duck Hunt. Uh, yeah. Thing. I'm, I'm picturing you in in, in that Clint Eastwood uh, garb at the at, in the shooting gallery. Absolutely. Going to call you crack shot from now on. I, 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 or at least a cracker barrel. How there you, you go. <laughs> Very good. Well, for me, uh, growing up in uh, a little town also on the Olympic Peninsula called Squim. Hey, Sequim. Uh, Sequim, if you are not from there. Uh, currently, they have a, a lavender festival. Oh, yes. Which the is wonderful because there's a ton of lavender in Squim uh, in the Dungeness Valley. Before that... When I was growing up in my heyday, they had a different name for the festival. What, the Purple Festival? Not or? quite. It was called the Irrigation Festival. Huh, okay, that's an interesting yeah. name. So anyway, uh, now that you've stopped chuckling, uh, <laughs> keep your eyes on the wheel as you're listening to this podcast behind, you know, as you're driving. Uh, no, it was, it was an actual uh, big event. Uh, they had uh, the Queens and Princesses, Irrigation Festival Queens and Princesses. <laughs> okay. um, and they would have... Uh, the, the the Captain Fantastic Carnival that would roll into the big uh, acreage area between the elementary school, middle school, and high school, which were kind of all in yeah. one big area. Uh, the memory that I had in high school of going to the Captain Fantastic Carnival with a buddy of mine, that clown that you shoot the, yeah, the, the, the hose the, with the water. water. Pistol. Yeah, yeah. I saw as one of the prizes that they dazzle in front of you was a mirrored, like a, about a foot diameter uh, mirrored logo of White Snake. Oh man! That '80s rock band. You catch the Adrian Vandenberg reference out there, '80s rock fans. Uh, and so, it was a bigger one, and you saw little smaller ones. And I saw a sign that you know, trade two small yeah, yeah. prizes for one bigger one. Of okay, course. well I'll give it a try. Throw a couple bucks. Well, it turns out I got first place. Like <laughs> Hot I just dog. finger on the trigger, water went right into the clown's mouth, popped the balloon, and it turns out that. I didn't have to trade up because there were like more than eight people competing. Mm -hmm. So I got the big mirror oh. of the Weissy thing. I hung that in my room with pride, Laddie. And, it, and, it's, and it's still in your room. I'm no, presuming. unfortunately, okay. I, you know, the, Captain Minimal here, uh, oh. <laughs> that, that got brought into the goodwill a long time ago. Oh, bummer. Yeah, because, you know, I don't think the wife wants to have 80s hard rock band really? mirrors as, she's, uh, as I'm checking my look in the mirror. Oh, come on, Chris's wife. Anyway, but as we're speaking about the Linden Fair, you know, I've gone there for a number of years, got a memory of this event. Got a story to tell you. Back around 12 years ago, one of the headline acts for the Linden Fair was Uncle Ted. 
Uncle Ted. Nope, excellent not, adventures. Nope, not oh. from Bill and Ted. This is Ted Nugent. Oh, played the Linden Fair, and as luck would have it, this was around the days of the internet. As soon as I heard about this, I had to go see Ted Nugent because let me let me make no mistake, I am a fan of his guitar music. Yes. That being said, <laughs> to watch him perform live. That was in the days of the internet where they had tickets online starting at 10 a.m. Well, I happened to be at a location that had very fast internet coverage. Oh, 56K modem? Or? <laughs> yeah, no, it was a little bit faster than that. Anyway, and I was hitting F5, 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 refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh. Finally, tickets went on sale and I got the best one. And so I didn't really want to go to the fair at the time. I parked. And, you know, when you park at the Linden Fair, you park blocks away, which oh, is yeah. no big whoop. Walked. Checked, you know, showed them my ticket, got into admission, walked through the carnival, uh, the fair crowd, got to my seat. I was in the front row Ooh. on the right side, like stage right. Nice. And I had about maybe 30 seconds before the lights went down and the show started. And I'm like, I couldn't have planned that logistic better. You made your own VIP experience. And of course, everyone's on their feet as yeah. Uncle Ted comes out with his guitar ablaze. And I happened to give him a big old salute and he saluted me back. Oh, nice. So, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, Stranglehold was one of the first songs I ever learned how to play on electric guitar. Awesome. And that's all I'm going to say about Ted Nugent. All right. But that was a wonderful memory I had of the Linden Fair. But, uh, you know, there are some draws to the Linden Fair outside of the music. So as far as top three highlights sure, sure. of the fair, I'll go first this time. Okay. Because I'm prepared with our show notes. Drink. <laughs> and so in recent years, I really haven't been much for the amusement you know, oh, games <laughs> of chance and luck and skill. I haven't been much for the extensive vendors uh, selling their wares, but I am a fan of the turkey leg. Oh man, that thing might as well be a weapon. It is, and I, I wield it. I wield the the bone like a club, uh, and my wife loves taking a picture of me with my turkey leg, which is devoured within about 20 minutes. Bravo, Ragnar. Indeed, and if you've been to the the Northwest Washington Fair, you know what I'm talking about. It's about 15 bucks for about a pound's worth of meat and about maybe a 15. 16 inch. It's a club. It's it a club. is straight up a club. I wield it with glee. The next thing that I thoroughly enjoy about the Linden Fair is uh, the live music stages. Now, I'm not talking about the grandstand and stuff. There are other yeah. local artist amphitheater-esque type things and stages for local artists to be able to play a set. I'm a fan of live music and live performances. And there are some pretty good, talented artists uh, of all different types of genres. Mm -hmm. Sometimes comedians, sometimes hypnotists. They're cool oh, yeah. also. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that is one of the things that I enjoy kind of gooning from the background <laughs> just to see what kind of music are they playing, what kind of gear are they using, et cetera, et cetera. Totally. And then finally, one of the, one of the third of many draws that I have to the Linden Fair is the artwork. Yes. There are a lot of submitted uh, art uh, designs, uh, drawings uh, f through various media, get ribbons, but that are shown. And I'm like, there's a lot of talent in Whatcom County. Mm -hmm. Those kiddos, and there are often a lot of kiddos in oh, yeah. various age ranges, and there's also the professional ones as well. I really am impressed with what they've got to, that is one thing that I will be uh, checking out as the time comes. So, Dig it. AJ, going to the Linden Fair, what are three draws that you have that makes you want to go to the fair? Uh, well, the first is on the, on the way there, on I-5, 
I might be tuning into our show on Camry 102.3 FM. The community powered and also streaming on the internet should you have that available to you on KMRE.org. <laughs> so anyway, once we do arrive, much like you, I do like the art and I especially love the kid. I love any part of the fair that involves the kiddos and I love 4-H. Yes. Uh, I was never a part of 4-H. I had a lot of friends that did do it and, and were in that group and it's a really tight niche group of, of kids really getting a lot of different skills that maybe they don't get in their elementary school, like being able to get outside the box, you know, talk to strangers, uh, to work with adults, work with animals. You know, this is, so I have a lot of respect for that. So with that said, I love always going to the little kids section when it comes to, any, whether it's mutton busting or even if they're showing, you know, whatever they're, the, yes, there's the cats and the dogs, but like, you know, the best hen or whatever. I love, I love whatever the kiddos are doing. Very very good. Art, kiddos. And then for me, I don't know, the third one for me would probably have to be just the rodeo folk. I just have a mad respect for anybody who decides to take that on in their life. Yes. Because that is, uh, it, yes, it's, it's entertainment and stuff, but those, those performers, those, those cowboys and cowgirls, you know, when you're, when you're strapped and, and you're saddled on a, a piece of bucking meat that does not like <laughs> that you're up there, you know, <laughs> That that there's a lot of respect that has Absolutely. to come to that. I've never heard that term before. That's why I chuckled. Not yeah. at them, but at that. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, uh, when it comes to looking at rodeo folk, like, um, there, there's the rodeo folk, and then there's also the handlers, like the clowns. You know, those those folk that are there, the 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 bullfighters, as it oh, were, yeah. the, the ones that are there to protect the rodeo folk who are on the PBR circuit or whoever, you know, um, I always have mad respect for those folk. And a tip of the hat from the Bellingham podcast to the rodeo clowns and uh, and those that are keeping everyone safe. Uh, That is something that I may not have the courage to uh, put on. It's not my job description. (laughs) I don't think Um, I'm not there yet. But but no, I I always have a different reverence when it comes to the the cowboy folk. Um, Yes, it's entertaining and stuff, but I look at the mad skill that those people do in their bodies in their in their craft when it comes to bull riding roping whatever so sure. very good totes. what else uh, appeals to you about the fair you got the artwork you got the kiddos uh you got the rodeo i'm not much on the i mean as much as i like the shooting gallery days of my youth yes uh much like you i have more embraced the minimal side and i don't really go through the carnival thing and yeah. i don't like rides um i will say thing I will contribute that, you know, the little kids section of the carnival rides, yeah, yeah. you know, there's the big kid ones and that's always just yeah. jacked full of people. Hold that thought. Um, but for the little kiddos and the little kiddo rides, the train and the little the carousel, lift, the carousel yeah. and the little fun house and, and such. I have some pretty good memories of when my beautiful daughter was a little shrimp, Oh. a little shrimpy. Aww. And uh, the, I, I have a picture that I am cherishing in my mind and I have. Uh, where I'm holding her and it's an up close shot of us and she's really knackered <laughs> from <laughs> that activity at the fair. She went on so many rides. Unfortunately, I would love to have been able to sit with her in those rides, but I'm kind of a double XL and I don't <laughs> quite fit in those kiddo rides. So uh, anyway, I always enjoy seeing just the glee and the joy that occurs uh, for that. So as you are experiencing the fair, uh, you know, you might get some uh, intrinsic joy out of just watching yeah. uh, little ones have some fun. No, no matter what you do, you can't go wrong with the yeah. fair. And also, when the other thing that I would point out is, because you mentioned in your old, in, in your stories of yesteryear to see Uncle Ted, uh, when you do park, um, 
one, don't block anybody's driveway. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is the town of Linden and, you know, it is on the main drag. Yeah. But the second thing is um, most of the, the designated parking lots, when you give uh, parking, uh, that money actually goes to like 4-H or other youth groups. So, you know, be, be sure to, you know, remember that when you are parking. You know, if you do get that far lot, you know, don't begrudge it and begrudgingly give them that money. Because, I mean, again, that's kids doing their best to sp- support whatever programs that they're in. And for, and a good point. And along those lines, this is not like the uh, ordeal you have to experience when parking for a major sports event oh, yeah. down in uh, Soto area, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you will. These are these are some uh, Linden's finest. Yeah, you're walking three Linden blocks, not you know twenty Seattle miles. <laughs> Hashtag perspective. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So here's a here's a question for you, AJ. Hit me. As we've uh, had previous episodes where we were talking about if. If we were mayor, fictitious mayor, if we were to have uh, a Bellingham pledge or code of conduct, if you were able to be in control of the fair ah. or you're calling the shots, because I was like, you know, thinking about what what would I do? AJ, what would you do to either improve or modify the, the fair as it currently is? I mean, I like the fair as it is, like, you know, being around the fair a lot growing up, like it's you know, I, I got to see how things were done and, and what led to the final product. But that's the thing is, is like when a lot of people go to the fair, they just usually kind of tuli about, they go through the stalls, they see the, the blue ribbon on that one happy hog. Yes. And may, maybe they'll, they'll talk to the kiddo. What I'd like to see is, uh, tech, I'm going to bring technology into this. Bring it. Hold on. All right. Um, it would be great to have like uh, maybe those that are the, the winners of the fair or whatever have some sort of video vignette to actually show not just the final product, but the work and labor that goes into raising those animals, those crops, those whatever. Because the fair, to, I mean, the fair is basically a culmination of our agroecology, of our, you know, bioregion right now, right? Very good. But we only see the final product, and I think that kind of contributes to our lackadaisical look when it comes to where our food and our farming comes from. So I don't know. I guess if I was the fictional grand pooba of the fair, um, I would want to bring in more of an educational component, not just a showcase. Very good. Well, you know, there's a lot, whole lot of digital signage that could be uh, assembled for something like that. Or something mobile. I don't know. Just that, that, just off the cuff, not really thinking about it. That's what I would do. What Very you, good. Chris? You know, I got a couple uh, ideas as I was thinking about that because I like thinking about being in control of many things. But <laughs> one of them... <laughs> While I enjoy the fair, I, I know that as people talk about the fair, and I talked about the turkey leg, well, that's that's high in protein. It's also high in sodium. Uh, it's it, also like a million calories. Oh, that too. But along those lines, people talk about the Linden Fair and in the same sentence talk about the moo witches uh, and the puffer cheese. Uh, or, I, I, forgive me if I mispronounced it. And other types of, you know, the, the big plate of French fries. cake. Funnel funnel cake, cake, yes. You see where I'm headed with this, folks. If I was in charge, I think I might want to maybe let those traditions exist in the past and try to have a little bit more healthier foods available in the food vending area because, you know... People go to the fair and they pork out, and then they oh, pork out. I spend, see what you did there. Uh, you see, yep, and they spend the next uh, week or so uh, trying to work that off. Yeah, that's one thing. The other thing, and this is mainly a self-serving, selfish uh, kind of thing, I would initiate. I would have 
a lot of locations that would be uh, dispensaries for allergy medications. Oh, for hay fever? So I am a, a type that, full disclosure, as you say, I am a late season allergy person. Oh, man. And there are a couple times where I'm out in the main uh, carnival ride area for the yep. bigger kids. Yep, yep. And it's the, the, the hay is all over the place. And I just cannot open my eyes. I'm sneezing every five seconds. Ugh. And uh, it's just not a tough thing. It, had I had the wherewithal to take allergy medication beforehand, that'd be great. But a lot of people get caught off guard. Sure, sure. And as Grand Poobah of the fair, in my own mind, I would probably have uh, some kind of allergy dispensary. So Okay. Well, let me let me lay, uh, grab a lariat and bring this back in. So I, I got nothing. <laughs> nice. I, I mean, uh, so everyone... Go to the fair, check it out, support our local uh, local agriculturists uh, yes. uh, and our farmers and our ranchers and our kiddos and our uh, anybody else that contributes to it. But since we have extra time on, on the clock, let's talk about where we're recording, Chris. Well, well, let's recap. Let's recap. We so, are at the Waypoint Park on Granary and Laurel Street, overlooking the beautiful waterfront that is Bellingham. Yes, and the wonderful seagulls that have been contributing to our uh, recording today. Also in front of the acid ball. The acid ball, yes. Uh, that, that big sphere. It's a sphere. It's an orb. It's an orb, and yes. I believe it's now lit up at night, isn't it? it sure, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Two out of three seagulls agree. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's a beautiful area. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice to be able to come here and park and just see how much development has been done and where things are headed. And the, the road is open, so you can park. We we parked uh, on the main road coming in, which is Granary Avenue. Right. Uh, but the the... Granary building? Is that what they're calling this? The now? building with windows. The How building about with a, windows. That's my working title for yes, it. Yes, yes. So the, the nice white building uh, with that used to have the ivy heart. They have the, the heart being regrown on the side. Uh, is not open to our dismay. That was originally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of Podcast Land, where we were going to record, but it is currently still, looks like, uh, still being under development. Yeah, in, in time, you know. Thank you, Bellingham, for all the work that's been done so far. Thank you, Port of Bellingham. I guess so. And thanks, Mary Kelly, for... Uh, doing all that needed to be done so that we could uh, broadcast here in a pretty cool environment. What's up, Mayor Kelly? Hey, Mayor former, Kelly. Former Mayor Kelly? I guess we got to refer to her. She's still mayor until that election, dude. Oh, valid. valid. Yeah. So anyway, she's okay. still Mayor Kelly to us until what, November? Sure. There you go. Yeah. All right. Guess what? Yes. Time to stick a fork in the show. Okay. That wraps up for this 128th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you might see us near the Granary Building or tune in to us on uh, Camry 102.3 FM. They're community powered and you can also listen to us on the radio Mondays at 6.30 p.m. and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Yeehaw! I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Uh, thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Really? Not, That's what I get when I do a yeehaw? Dude, I am not one to yee my haw. Yeehaw!